Hi, welcome to Wine Up Peaches podcast 2018. So today, I've got one of my very good friends with me, Shivani. Hi, Shivani. Hi, Waina. So, we, I've heard lots and lots of stuff about you. And I heard you wrote a book called The Levin Stone. You have a Guinness World Record for piano. You help your community as much as possible. And you manage to keep up with schoolwork, doing academics, and you even play a lot of sports, I heard. So, I want to talk a little bit about your book, The Levin Stone, that came out last year in November, correct? Yes. I want to know a little bit about it. Like, how did you get an idea to publish it? How did you get an idea to publish it? And what was your sponsoring idea? Could you explain a little bit about your book? Originally, I um, ever since second grade, I just used to like randomly write stories with all my friends, like um, yeah, like randomly write all sorts of random stories, uh, and we'd start write ghost stories, we'd write fantasies and some fairy stories and everything. So I actually been writing for a long time, and it was actually my mom who said I should publish a book. She read while I was clearing up my second grade um work papers and everything. She read one of my stories and said it was pretty good and maybe I should like try publishing a book. Uh, so then one of my friend's parents ran a um, summer camp for writing. So she joined me there and within one month something my mom my friend's mom left the summer camp and it kind of fizzled out and so we couldn't get in touch with the director and that idea fizzled out. So I stopped writing for a moment there for around a year ishness. So uh, if I would have asked, so then we found a different publisher called Notion Press. They're actually pretty good. And they, we asked them if they would publish the book for us, and they said yes. So we decided to publish from them. And yeah, that's how I got my book published. Wow, that's amazing, Shivani. Could you tell us a little background about your book? Like, what the book's about? Why did you name it The Levin Stone? people well you know people write the book and then name it but then I just had this weird idea to like uh, I actually what I did first I said okay first step let's come up with a really cool name for the book and weirdly all I could think of was Levinstone so I didn't actually write the story first I wrote the name first and then I worked my um I worked my story around the name and tried to fit it into the name so that's how I Oh, that is actually very different. So you heard it first, people. She named her book first and then she wrote the story, which I think is a very different idea here. But I just have one question. What is the book about? Like, who is this little girl Coco? What happened to her? Why is there so many things that's happening to her at one point of time? What is the book really about? Honestly, I think to understand that, you need to read the book. But I can give you a little uh, short blurb. So it's about this girl called Coco, who is like an you or me, an ordinary girl. One day, she finds a pair of green eyes secretly looking at her. She gets really creeped out, so she goes to find, she goes to investigate it and falls off a cliff. And from there, you need to read the story to find out. That's very interesting. After you told me how interesting how she falls off a cliff, I really want to know more about it. And it came around last year in November. Am I not wrong? 
Thank you for telling me that I'm correct. So, let's, I also heard about one thing. Let's talk a little bit about your music. One of your biggest passions in the world. So, I heard that you learn two different types of music. What are the two different types of music you learn? Uh, well, the two different types of music I learn is Western and Carnatic. Right now, I'm also going on too many classes and uh, right now I'm having all my school tests, so I took a, like, a little break. But usually, I go for Carnatic and Western music. So, in Western music, what do you learn? As there are not many people learn Western music, what do you learn in Western music? Okay. In Western music, I learn theories, scales, and pretty much everything you need to know to become a good musician. Like Ariana Grande? Okay, yeah. I have no plans of becoming a like her anytime soon. <laughs> good one. So, what are you learning in Carnatic music right now? Are you learning a Keetnam, a Varnam? Uh, actually, I actually just start... Um, Carnatic music is a very diverse thing and I just started Carnatic music like last year November just around the time that my book got released so it's a really huge process and it's very diverse and it takes a long time to learn everything and in each um, a bit of the thing you're learning there are bits to the bits right now I'm blubbering but okay like there are like different parts there are parts called um, swarams and akaram and everything and there are parts called Janta Varsai, Sadli Varsai and all. These are like parts and in those parts you have exercises. So there are basically types of exercises. Explaining it is really complex. I guess it's really complex. Yeah. So yeah, we all know that Carnatic music is a very long chapter. So I learned, I now that we know a little bit about your Western music and your classical music, I heard that you got a Guinness world record for your piano as I mentioned earlier. A world record. Can you tell us why you participated in it and how you got it? Okay. Um, well, I actually, before this, I used to learn uh, Carnatic piano, also Carnatic keyboard. And it sounded really interesting, so I joined. I don't do it anymore. But I used to learn at a place called Opilal. And there they taught everything. And my teacher there was constantly taking us to different shows. I once came on a TV show um, called Didi Podigai. It's a TV channel thing. So I once came on that for singing. I just sing, I used to do singing and piano there. So she's always trying to get us crazy shows and everything. So once she, the person who organized the Guinness Book of World Record thing um, was actually her close friend and he knew that she was teaching piano and he asked her if she wanted to send some of her students for it. So that's how I went. Oh, that's very interesting to hear that you used to learn Carnatic piano. Wow, that's amazing, Shimani. So, I heard that one of your biggest, awesomest thing is that you love animals. So, could you tell us what animals you have with you at your house right now? Uh, right now, I have a dog called Charcoal, uh, who I really love. He's a black color cocker spaniel who turned two on July 30th. And weirdly, some people I know, us, they look at fish and they're like, oh, fish are boring, they're not like dogs and cats. You can't like play with them and all. But like last year for my birthday, my friend got me this pet um, fighter fish who looks so pretty. Ever since then, I got addicted to fish. And uh, we bought some fish, but then because of the 
global warming thing going on right now. There's too much sun and uh, we are the other fish are dying. But uh, my uh, family has always been uh, a, a fa- um, very animal friendly family. When like when when I was a kid, we used to have a pet sheep, which was a tiny lamb actually. Her name was Sheba, and I used to like sit on her and ride her around the house. But then she ate a poisonous plant or something and died. Yeah. That's very sad. High maintenance. Uh, the pets. We actually had chickens and ducks also, and we had a huge pond in the back with catfish. Oh my! Wow, that's amazing, Shivani. Yeah, we had to sell the chicken and duck because they were really high maintenance. And during the summer, they got really sick, and the chicken were laying um, uh, the chicken were laying eggs all over the house. It was like Easter forever. You just go, oh look, I found an egg! Yay! Uh, yeah. I get that. And that also, yeah. Also, during the storm Varda that um, hit um, Chennai a few years ago, um, then the water level rose really high in my house, and all my catfish jumped out of the pond and swam away to the road. Oh, yeah. that's sad. That's very very sad. So, yeah. if you have any animal right now, what animal would you have? Mm. Oh, and also last December. My grandpa got me two sheep because I told him I really wanted them. I named them Amber and Rosa. But then my aunt is a uh, what's that called? She's the founder of uh, my school. She's basically like the director founder of my school, and she thought that it'd be really fun to encourage children not only to do technical stuff in school but also know what it's like to um, live outside. So she bought a a a. a Hundred acre land for farming, and now we call that Songland the farm school, and we go there and farm. So my mom's uh, she really wanted some sheep and all this sheep and chicken to start her um, animals and barnyard animals there. So I gave her my super sheep, and if I could have any animal in the world right now, I'm most probably thinking, hmm, I am pretty pretty. Pretty sure it could either be a peacock or an ah a panda, yeah. Peacock and panda. What a wonderful choice. Even I would want to get a peacock and panda right now. But like, seriously, since we're like on a very crucial time of the year, which is a really big pandemic, what have you been up to during these times? Do you go for online schooling that your that your school conducts? How is it life right now? Um. I do all my classes online except the ones that I actually have to go physically, like my karate. Um, so I'm on a break on that. And my school is actually yeah, it goes online on a platform called Microsoft Teams, which is actually pretty great. And this year, uh, and it's actually pretty great. I think this online thing because it's like a new learning experience for everyone, and it's something not everybody is used to. So it I. It this while this pandemic is also dangerous and could trouble people. One second. That's awesome, guys! Did you hear that? She goes for online schooling, which is very different and very difficult for people who are like trying to cope up with the pandemic right now. And okay, um, and what I find, um, with this. 
uh, um, uh, online pandemic is actually all the benefits of actual school can be done online also. Like, you know, mostly what most kids would miss from their school is like culturals and sports day and open day and all that. But our school and most schools are having them online because like in my school, it's called lockdown showdown. And it, it's like, you know, usually you play sports on sports day. We're having an online gaming sports event. And we have like all sorts of, you could, we have a blog thing that you're supposed to be blogging, like the best blogger and blogger. And then you have a dog show. So I think I'm going to enter this dog show. So this online world, I think, is actually a new experience. That is awesome, Shivani. Like thinking about a new experience in life, amazing, just over the top. That's just awesome. So I have few a few more questions for you. Saying, mm-hmm. well, since we're on a very sad topic, do you feel like people should be treated better during this time as it's very dangerous for people to get sick? Or do you think they should just be like on the stakeout, like something like that? Do you think everybody should get a chance to live? Or do you think that they're going to yeah. just fly, f- fly away? Yes, I do think, and also I feel really sad for the, um, you know, homeless people on the streets because they have nowhere to go, and they're homeless, and everyone walking by them could have corona, and their life is a constant danger. We are, are sitting happily in our house, and we're not going to go out but because we're not supposed to, but most people wouldn't even thought about people live out. So I think what the government should do is actually give like a housing place and build like not even huge houses, just like a tiny house with one room also is okay. Like a so shelter. People, yeah, like a shelter, yeah. For, like, you know, you have a dog shelter and everything. Yes. They even do it for dogs. They should also be able to do it for humans, you know, like just for like a tiny house with a place like one room. And yeah, they should give them to all the homeless people who can't afford it. I feel like that's a very interesting way, Shivani. And... That is awesome that you're telling us so much of information in this very short period of time. Thank you so much for joining me on Tween to Teen. So, I want to just say, everybody, this was Shivani Gopinath. She's an amazing person. Go check out her book, The Eleventh Stone. You can get it on Amazon as well. And it's really good. Thank you, Shivani, for joining us today. It was actually my pleasure, Waina. I had a perfect time okay see you next time back to 2018 by wina bye